Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back into the baseball talk as we welcome in Steve Phillips, former Major League Baseball general manager and co-host of the leadoff spot on MLB Network Radio, which gets underway in about a half hour's time uh, from now. Uh, Only listen to them in the breaks, right, Uh, of our show. (laughs) Steve, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to be with you guys. All right. So uh, last night, just uh, an unbelievable comeback by the Yankees. And you have Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez who have uh, had their struggles at times during this series of breaking out and really carrying the, the way. You've seen a lot of young, impressive players. Uh, what can you say about Sanchez and, and, and Judge last night in that situation? I mean, you think about the Yankees both now and you know, moving forward. Uh, you know, these guys are making, you know, $500,000, right? And when you talk about the huge payrolls the Yankees have had, I mean, they, they have right now the number three, number four hitter for, you know, the next 10 years. Uh, throw in Greg Bird, and they've got their five hitter. You throw in Severino, they've got an ace. Uh, and, and what these guys did yesterday, coming up huge in the situation, I mean, Aaron Judge is remarkable to me. I played seven years in minor league baseball and had my fair share of strikeouts as a hitter. Uh, and every time I struck out, I felt the pain of that strikeout and the other 50 ones before it. Uh, and so, and, and so, you know, you, you, when you walk back to the dugout, it, that sort of weight feels so big on you. Aaron Judge never feels affected by anything. He always has a smile on his face. He never attaches one at bat to the next. Uh, and, you know, the adjustment he made going down, reaching on a ball, the double I thought was amazing, too, where he went out and got a ball in the outside corner, kind of ripped it into the left field. Uh, and then Gary Sanchez, the sack fly he got in the seventh inning, staying inside the baseball, driving it to kind of right center field, was critical because then in the eighth on a 2-0 count, uh, he got a fastball. And, I, and with Didi Gregorius running, and, and it may have very well been a hit, uh, hit and run, but he stayed inside it, drove the ball to right field uh, uh, for the double to drive in the go-ahead runs. And, and uh, pretty remarkable day. Uh, and uh, 2-2 in that series right now, and tough uh, tough for the Astros considering that, uh, you know, this kind of deja vu all over again for them going back to 2015 in their series against the Kansas City Royals. Steve, uh, Sanchez had been struggling. He didn't have a hit in, in the ALCS up to that point. Do you think the fact that Didi was on the move helped him go the opposite way? Uh, I think it helped. I, I do. I think I think the, the sack fly was a big at bat. He hit the ball real well, lined it to, to right field. I think the Redick made the play on it. Uh, and, and the run that have scored on the Didi Gregorius triple uh, that came before that. But, uh, but I do think that a lot of times with the runner moving and a hit-and-run play, the idea is hit the ball hard, you know, usually on the ground, but hit the ball hard, uh, you know, the other way. Stay inside the baseball. Uh, and, you know, when teams are busting you hard inside and then throwing the breaking ball away, it's hard to stay inside the ball because you're cheating on that inside pitch, hoping to get there, and then when they throw it away – you tend to be pulling off the ball. It looked to me like the sack fly got him back into that approach. You know, for most hitters, the better approach is when they're locked into the opposite left center, right center field. You know, hit it over the shortstop's head, hit it over the second baseman's head, play to the middle of the field, and don't pull off the ball. Easier said than done, 
Uh, but certainly the runner moving on the play probably played into it for Sanchez as well. Gio and Jones with Steve Phillips of MLB Network Radio on CBS Sports Radio. What'd you make of Hinch's decision to take McCullers out when he did? You know, I I, I didn't mind it. Now it's funny because you know you you, you watch the 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 post game on on FS1 and those guys are crushing it, right? Keith Hernandez is saying, "Why would you take him out right there? He's dealing." I thought that that in the fifth inning, uh, I'm sorry, in the sixth inning, I thought that McCullers looked a little anxious on the mound. It looked to me like he was gasping for his last last breaths of air to be able to kind of get through it. Uh, and then he went back out in the seventh, gave up the home run. I was okay. I know it was only 81 pitches, but when you look back at the season, uh, you know, he had thrown, I think, 83 pitches on September 30th or on September 24th. Uh, and, and prior to that, you remember, he had been out with the uh, shoulder elbow issues. He only made three starts since July 30th. So he hadn't been stretched out at any point since September 30th, where I think he might have had 74 pitches. But, uh, you know, so I, I kind of thought he was right at that point. When you give up the home run there, I honestly didn't have a problem with taking him out, figuring that, look, the bullpen, Davinsky's been their go-to guy for most of the season. I, I, I didn't have a big issue. MLB Network didn't mind it, and, and the, the FS1 guys crushed it. I was more toward the MLB Network guys, and, and I was not killing that move at all because I thought he was probably at his end. What was your assessment of uh, Sonny Gray? He hadn't gotten a, a, a ton of run support since he came over to the Yankees. Didn't get any last night either. Uh, once he was out of the ball game, they started uh, hitting. So uh, what, how did you think he did? I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, talking about no run support. I think Sonny Gray in his last 21-plus innings of postseason play has not got a single run of run support. Uh, and and I was surprised that Sonny Gray was as effective as he was. I was worried about him in the start. I, I've not liked what I've seen since he's come over to the Yankees. He doesn't have real put-away stuff. Now, he's got a good curveball, uh, but it's not a colors curveball. So that kind of stood out a little bit, too. Uh, but I thought that he did as, as, as fine a job as I would have expected there, I, I thought that they probably, uh, you know, waited one batter too long for the, the catcher's interference to get him out of there. Uh, I would have, I would have gotten him out after the walk uh, in that inning and, and gone to the pen a bit earlier. I didn't love after the catcher's interference and after one ball to Altuve, you're kind of bringing in Robertson in a tough situation there. So, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that Gray was as good as could have been expected in that situation. And his buddies uh, picked him up in the seventh and eighth inning. I know it feels like the Yankees are unstoppable right now after the last couple of games and seeing what happened last night. But the Astros still have Keuchel today, and then Game Six at home they've got Verlander, and that's really what this series is going to come down to. Uh, is is momentum? Is the age old cliche a part of this? Uh, with the momentum is only as good as your next day starting pitcher. Do you believe that the Yankees really have seized control of this series? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously in New York with the fans, when the Yankees are playing at Yankee Stadium uh, in the postseason, are they six and zero? They've won eight teams the last couple games at home. Uh, you know, it feels you know, like it's in their favor, but the Astros still have home field advantage. And oh, by the way, they have you know Keuchel and Verlander, both of whom won games one and two uh, in the in this series. So you know, the Astros have to feel pretty good about their chances still. Uh, that being said, if the Yankees can find a way to win this game tonight, I think the pressure is is tremendous on the Astros at that point, even going back home, uh, considering that it feels like a landslide starting to come against them. Uh, the Tanaka-Keiko matchup is a good one. You know, there's there, honestly, there's some part of 
when you play a pitcher who just recently shut you down where there's some advantage to the hitters because you know what the pitcher is going to do. He's going to approach you exactly the same way he did the last time when he shut you down. Why wouldn't he? But to that point, the hitters for the Yankees kind of know the game plan. They know what the sequence of pitches are going to look like. They know how they're going to be approached by the opposition. And I think there's some advantage in that for the hitters. So, uh, look, I think the advantage still is in the hands of the Astros, uh, but I think the Yankees are going to win the series. So what would be your approach? You know what's coming, and, and the guy doesn't – he's not a flamethrower, and I'm speaking about Keiko here, not a flamethrower. Uh, what's your approach now going in? Well, I think if, for, for Keiko, you've got to make him get the ball up. I mean, he's that sinker ball guy. He wants to keep everything at the knees and below. I think the strike zone will be really interesting, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Jerry Neal's uh, is going to be the home plate umpire in game five, which quite honestly uh, isn't the, the best thing for this game. The one thing about Jerry Meals and something to keep an eye on in the game, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of the shorter umpires. And where he's always seemed to have difficulty is on the pitch down and away because with bigger catchers, he doesn't see that corner. He doesn't see over them the way that he stands behind the catcher. Uh, and, and he's also had a tough series so far. He's the guy that made the call at third base on Brett Gardner where initially he called him safe, and then he was overruled, and they called him out. He was the guy yesterday at first base that called Aaron Judge out on that uh, the, the, the double play where he had uh, gone to second, and then he got overruled on it. Now, it turned out that Judge didn't touch second base on his way back, but Meals twice has had calls in this series on the bases that have been overruled. And, and you know, and so that's going to be a real interesting aspect of this game tonight uh, is how he plays into it. But for the Yankees, you've got to make Dallas Keuchel get the ball up. You've got anything at the knees. You almost face him like he's a knuckleball pitcher, uh, because with you know the philosophy with a knuckleball pitcher is when it's high, let it fly; when it's low, let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of with Keiko what you have to do, because if it's starting at the knees, it will be a pitch below the knees when it gets there, whether it's his breaking ball or his fastball. And so I think they have to have a level of patience on the pitch down. Over 200 at bats versus Keiko and no home runs. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and so they're going to hit four tonight. <laughs> oh, I hope you're I mean, right. Kind of the way this. Kind of the way this. I mean, this this has been such an unpredictable uh, postseason, and it has been it's been one of the best postseasons I've ever seen. I mean, it is. There's so many storylines, so many great individual performances. You know, the momentum shifts uh, and things going in a different direction. You Darvish running around and, and, and being allowed to hit uh, in in the uh, sixth inning with the bases loaded and drawing a walk, a four pitch walk. Uh, the first player ever, first pitcher ever to get a four-pitch walk with the bases loaded in the postseason. So a lot of weird things going on. Cubs, do the Cubs have a miracle left in them, or you think that this one's just a matter of time? Well, I, you know, I, if there's anybody that can do it, it'll be the Cubs. Uh, Joe Madden will have a magician come out and you know wave his magic wand over the bats, and they'll all of a sudden start to hit. But uh, I, I think the Dodgers, who had lost 20 of 25, right, and had not been playing well at the end of the season. Uh, they've not lost a postseason game. They look so good right now. Alex Wood on the mound today, and the Cubs' offense has just been been lacking. So, uh, I think certainly I, I I would pick the Dodgers to to if they don't win it today, they'll they'll win it in Game Five. Do you think that a Dodgers Yankees World Series could actually outrate what we saw last year in the World Series with the Cubs and the Indians? Boy, uh, you know I really do think it could. I mean, you're talking about two of the biggest media markets. Uh, certainly the, you know, a big part of the factor there that, you know, the Cleveland part of that equation last year uh, is probably the reason why, just because of the size of the market, 
so yeah, I think I do. I think the Yankee Dodgers World Series would outrate uh, what the Cubs did, even though it was you know a historic uh, turn of events and finally breaking a curse. I, I do. I, I think the Dodgers baby bombers uh, and what they would bring into the mix with this Dodgers team that uh, you know was baseball's best record all season long could could certainly outrate that. And the history element of this would just be incredible, even for young baseball fans to to think about what that matchup Dodgers Yankees would mean. I still. A ways to go. Uh, one more thing before we let you go. Isn't it comical now to think about that Joe Girardi was rumored to possibly be fired after that Friday night game against the Indians to where we sit now with the Yankees winning back-to-back games in the ALCS and seemingly yeah, that, in right, control? I mean, the fans' reaction was you know, uh, uh, profound, to say the least. They booed him before Game 3 back at Yankee Stadium. He had to warn his wife and kids that you know to be prepared for the way he's going to get treated. Uh, I kind of looked at it all along saying, listen, if you don't want him, I'll take him. Uh, he is an outstanding manager. He can manage young guys. He can manage old guys. He can manage the blend of teams. He can manage the rebuilding team, the championship caliber team. He handles the media well. He cares. He, he has passion. He, he, he respects his players. and They respect him. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I look, the only reason Joe Girardi won't be managing next year is if, is if he chooses not to. The only reason he's not managing the Yankees is if he decides he wants to spend some time with his family and, and just walk away. But why would you not want to manage the Yankees for the future? I mean, with all these young studs in the top three farm system, I, I, if he doesn't want it, I'll take it. I mean, I, I'm, I'll, that, that's a managing job I think everybody in baseball would want, and everybody would want Girardi to be their manager if the Yankees don't want him. I want those four hundred four home runs you said they're going to hit tonight. So yeah, right. I, that's the word with the bark on it. it you say happen. it. You, you, you'll see. I mean, it's, it's right. a peculiar postseason. It may very well happen. Steve Phillips of the leadoff spot on MLB Network Radio does an outstanding job. Steve, thanks for the time this morning. You bet. Thanks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 